millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is episode 10 of Sex with My Grandma. I can't believe it's already at episode 10. This is wild. Isn't that amazing? Hasn't it gone quickly? I know. So quickly. Um, so, hey, everyone. I'm Liv Simons and I'm joined by my grandma, Bubba, Ruth Simons. Hi, darling. <laughs> hey, Bubba. <laughs> um. So we've got some really interesting topics to talk about for this episode mm-hmm. and it's something that I'm really interested in. Well, I mean, I'm interested in all our topics, let's be honest. But today we're going to touch on arousal, libido. What are they? What are the differences between them? And then we're going to talk a little bit about sex toys and masturbation, one of my favourites, as always. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Right. Your favourite yeah, as well? Go for it. Go, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about right. sex toys. Um, yeah, that's good. But, we yeah. love it. Okay. Um, okay, so let's start off. Maybe we start off with um, like what is like what's the difference between libido and arousal? Are they the same thing? Are they different? No, they're different. Uh, lib- libido is a interest in sex. Um, and when my mm. when my clients comes into my door and they say to me. Uh, their the libido is very high or very low. I explain to them that there's a difference in interest in sex and desire for your partner. So I mm. usually ask them to say to I say, well, on a scale of one to ten, what would your interest be in set in sex compared to your partner's? And the guy might say, I'm a ten out of ten, and I say, okay, so compared to him what is your interest in sex? And she might say she's a five out of 10. So it's it's about, uh, so when we talk about our, inter, uh, um, our libido, it actually means interest in general, general interest in sex. Yes. Yeah. Do you generally find that males have a higher libido? Well, I, I spoke about this, I think, in our first podcast that many always came through my door with a higher libido but in recent times mm. I'm finding about 30 to 40 percent of the females that walk through my door have a higher libido or higher interest in sex than their partners but mm. I, it's funny in my practice I get spates of people that come in and I don't know how mm. it happens but I do and right at this moment in time I'm getting a whole heap of 
couples coming through where the women have absolutely no interest in sex, but we'll talk about that next week. But so when mm. I in, when I ask them the question, their interest in sex is anything from zero to two, and their mm. partners is ten out of ten or eight out of ten. So yes. once you, if you have like, a, does your, does your libido and your interest in sex change over your yes, lifetime? Yes, it does. But let me just tell you what the difference is between libido and arousal before I move on. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Look at me already jumping no, to the next question. Let me, I'm let, just, me, let me finish <laughs> question one. So arousal is how turned on or how excited you get when you think about sex or, or start to engage in, in sexual activity. Or even think about it, let's yes. be real. So at the arousal stage, um, there's a release of natural lubrication. You get an increase in blood flow to the genitals. You changes in heart rate mm-hmm. and breathing. And and not yeah. everyone's arousal is the same, but some women become excited but not lubricated uh, for a mm. variety of reasons. But we'll talk about that later as well. And Do you think that different, you can be like different, there's obviously different stages of arousal, which I think I would, would love you to yes. cover. But do you think that depending on like your different partner or like your like where you are and what you're doing and who you're with, you can be like aroused in different ways? Like you could be like like some girls can get like super wet with one guy, but then like with someone else they'll be super aroused but not lubricated? Yeah, and that depends again on – the stage that the person is at in their life as well, and I'll talk. I'll talk yeah. about the different stages and what happens with males and females. Um, but yeah. you're right. Um, arousal is it, it. It it can. As I said, it it can change. It changes. It. Yeah. And um, and it can be different for different people. And sometimes a desire phase may come after arousal in some people. So. Oh my god! What does it mean? Tell well, me more. Some people might get terribly aroused, um, and and yeah. just be generally aroused because they're feeling really horny on the day, feeling excited <laughs> that they're going out. I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> um, and then their interest in that someone might turn up on on the night that they're interested in. So, um, ara- mm. so their arousal comes first, and their desire for the person comes after. Like subsequent, yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, that's yes. right time, right place. Yes. <laughs> and, um, okay, so when you are like going through those different stages yes. of arousal, mm-hmm. can you talk me through what that looks like? Okay, so when, you, when you're feeling aroused, um, mm. it, you, there's ch- changes, um, begin in. In the first phase, you become more intense. Yeah, the vagina, your yeah. vagina um, continues to swell from increased blood flow, and the vagina walls turn a darker color. A, a woman's clitoris becomes highly sensitive, maybe even painful to touch. In oh. the male, the testicles are withdrawn up into the scrotum, and breathing of mm. heart rate and blood pressure continue to increase. Um, yep. Muscle spasms may begin in the feet, face, and hands, and tension in the muscle increases. Um, so basically, you keep going in that kind of trajectory. Yes. Tra- oh my god, I can't trajectory. even trajectory, yes. trajectory yes. until you yes. orgasm. Well, no, yes, and then you have the orgasm. The orgasm comes after the arousal, of course, and well, the excitement mm. phase usually lasts. 
it can last from one to two minutes or up to hours after. You can be aroused for hours. Well, chicks definitely can, can't they? Because they, well, we talked about multiple orgasms the other day, but it's like a lot easier for women to stay in that highly aroused state from a physical point of view, especially when guys like tend to lose their heart on after they've had an orgasm or have come. I actually have a question. Go for it. Shocker. Go for it. Shocker. <laughs> I have a question. What? Okay. How come? I don't know if we've talked about this, but how come when it, like, some men struggle to get an erection even when they're super aroused? Well, it could again. It can be. It could be performance anxiety. Yeah, um, which happens a lot. They put that pussy on a pedestal. Well, mm. no. If if the I, I when I get couples that come through my door and the women the female has a higher sex drive than the male. Yeah. Well, where women can fake it, men can't. And so, if they're anxious yeah. because they know that their partner is wanting sex that night, and they know that they really don't feel like it. They, they'd like mm. to perform and if they can't, they really can't get an erection because – and it's simple mm. performance anxiety, but um, I do have a very simple cure for them for, with that. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually get my guys to take two and a half milligrams of Cialis every day and, okay. and, and they take it up to about three weeks. So because Cialis lasts – lasts for 36 hours as opposed to Viagra for six hours, it means that Cialis stays in their system for 36 hours and if they have it in their system every single day, they can perform any time their partner wants to have sex as long as their partner arouses them. You you can take Cialis and if you can't get aroused, nothing's going to happen. So basically, if you take that, that's like you can take it every day pretty consistently yeah. and feel pretty good and like perform. But if you take Viagra, you're going to be like just a horny little motherfucker for that's six it. hours. Oh no, you can be you can be horny, but you if you've got an erectile problem and the blood flow is not going yeah. to your penis, then it's only going to work for six hours. You can be horny, but not be able to get the erection. So, it, okay. people with sexual dysfunction find it difficult to get the erections without the help of something like Viagra. Yeah. Okay. So a friend mm-hmm. of mine is, has just started recently seeing someone and is for some reason not able to get it up, but he's like never had the issue before. How old is he? What do you, he's in his 20s. Oh, that's young. Okay. Then he's suffering performance anxiety or I would be, and you're saying he's never had it before. Never then had it I before. I think he might be intimidated by your girlfriend. <laughs> I think that's what might be <laughs> happening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what's happening. <laughs> and I won't, I won't oh even guess on on podcasts who, who it is. is. <laughs> asking for a friend, Bubba. Just asking for a friend. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, yes. so it's definitely performance anxiety. Yeah. I'll pass it yes. on. Yes, tell him to take. Any way to get yes, over that? Cialis, two and a half milligrams every day. <laughs> and and until, until he has the confidence and he only has to do it for about two weeks and when he's got the confidence that he knows that he can keep his erection he can then wean himself off it and he'll be fine it's the Cialis right. will kick start the motor that's what will happen hmm. all right I'll, pass on. I'll tell them to listen okay to podcast, yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> um okay yeah. so 
what about um actually on the topic of medication how do antidepressants and either psycho what is it psychopsychotics antipsychotics psychopsychotics okay Liv antipsychotics how do they affect your libido or arousal and unfortunately antidepressants do affect affect your libido your interest in sex a lot can affect your libido and your arousal like blood pressure tablets uh Everything. Actually, I was looking. The full moon. I'm, I'm going to tell oh you, Liv. God. I was actually looking through a, a book that I have about what affects your uh, interest in sex, and almost almost mm. every tablet you're taking. I actually found I was quite amazed to find out that things like Xanax and Valium also affects your. Libido. Yeah, and doesn't the pill also affect your alcohol yes, for women? Yes, absolutely. The pill affects it as well, and so major. Yeah, so. Um, you know the the I, I, it's, I'm glad you've asked me that question because mm. a lot of people have asked okay, us actually. So that, We've had a lot of people asking about antidepressants. Okay, so let libido. me tell you this, and this is researched work. Seventy percent of people that go to doctors because they're feeling anxious or depressed do not need an antidepressant, and it doesn't work for them. What do they just need no, an orgasm? They actually, they actually, <laughs> they're not, they're not depressed. They're suppressed, and I'm going to explain that to you because I, exp- I actually see a lot of medical people, and I explain this to them, and say, please check this out and stop giving your patients antidepressants like lolly tablets. And so, only third. You diagnosed with me, me with this last well, this week. Is, well, it is because thirty yeah. percent of people actually need it because they have a a, a chemical imbalance. But for the rest mm-hmm. of the seventy percent of people that have been given an antidepressant, they actually don't need it. So I'll tell you what suppression is. Suppression mm-hmm. is when something happens in that person's world, they take it on board and then they store it, and. Negative right. energy does not go away. And so if something happens and they feel a little bit resentful, they don't deal with it. So I, I call it like collecting stamps at a supermarket. You collect stamps of resentment. So then something mm. else will happen and they'll store it or they'll have stress yeah. in their lives and they'll store it or they'll get locked yeah. up in their homes for four weeks and feel the anxiety of the isolation yeah. and they'll store it because they don't know what to do I feel like with it. A lot it. of people are going through that. So at the many moment. people yeah. are going through it, and so things happen, and you store it, you store it, you store it, and you suppress. I call it you implode, 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 and then it yeah. has to go somewhere. And so it, you either explode and spit the dummy, or mm-hmm. you it manifests. It has to manifest into something. So it manifests into anxiety and depressive symptoms. So. You go down to your doctor and you say, I'm feeling anxious and depressed and the doctor gives you uh, an antidepressant when in actual fact mm-hmm. they don't need it. They need to have someone to talk to, like a therapist, who to help yeah. them deal with the stressors in their life and and also uh, and by, by being able to talk about it and deal with it and have psychotherapy or uh, neuropsychology where you have neurofeedback all of that is yeah. all things that help people deal with their anxiety and depression without having to take an antidepressant. Right. I can tell that you're very passionate. Oh, I am passionate <laughs> about it because I get so angry that 
Holding it too close to the microphone. Move away. I'm, e- I'm eating the microphone at the moment because I'm, so ang- so I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm literally trying to like show her through the camera to pull the microphone away from it's her going- mouth and she's already on a roll. <laughs> she's just going for it. Okay. Is that far away enough? A bit closer. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Vision. Yes. Got, got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, I almost just joked. Okay. Okay, so the any kind of medication can have an effect on your arousal and libido. Yes. So if you are on these on these medications and you are suffering from a like severely decreased like libido, if not completely mm-hmm. absent, are there anything you can is there anything you can do to help increase your libido or like help become more aroused or is there anything you can do or is it are you, are you fucked? Well, some antidepressants are better than others. And so you right. go to your doctor and ask. I, I think the, 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 the class of antidepressants that we call SSRIs probably mm-hmm. have the worst effect on your libido. Um, and okay. so there are new ones on the market called Pristique, um, which is a tricyclic or, or it's called SNRI, which are it's a combination of serotonin and norepinephrine. I'm not, I'm not pronouncing yeah. norep, 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 norepinephrine. I can never get my head around it. You. Thank you, darling. Um, I got you. Norepinephrine. That's, that's exactly what it is. So um, they actually uh, um, have a lesser effect on your libido. So if you are really notice yeah. that you whatever the doctor's giving you, you go back and say, look, this is really affecting my sex life. Can you give me something different? And and doctors yeah. can experiment with different drugs for different things. Yeah, so basically just consult your doctor. Yes. Get some lube or get some No, Cialis. the lube doesn't help if the tablet has taken your libido away from you. It doesn't do a thing for you if you're not around. I don't know. I feel like once you're in it, you're in it. You just go uh, with it. No, no? darling. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Always, always the optimist I over know. here. I'm like, yeah, just no. go with it. Go with it. <laughs> and what about um, pregnancy? I think your libido – so I think there's like a common misconception that your libido – for women, yeah. your libido during pregnancy increases, but I feel like that actually isn't the case. And I think it's also really important to understand like what men go through whilst their partner is in going through pregnancy yeah. and having a yeah. child. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's normal for your sex drive to be higher or lower during pregnancy. It can go oh, so it, it can, can go, go either, either way. way. And this mm. is because of changes in your body with hormones and your mood swings and the energy levels. Yeah. And these yeah. changes are natural and and every pregnancy is different. But one thing so natural. Yeah, but one of the, the body's growing something. Yes. Yeah. But one of the things that I find rather intriguing that obstetricians do not talk to their clients about is that one of the hormones that we have is called a DHEA or DHEASs. And that's a powerful mm-hmm. steroid hormone that um that drives your sex drive. It's that lovely feel good hormone that that makes you feel good after you've had a good workout at the gym or you've gone for oh, a run yeah. and that's the best okay, feeling so that is the hormone that makes you feel good okay uh, and and mm. drives your sex drive now mm. a lot of women 
lose that DHEA after they have their babies. Like immediately yes. after? And How long for? Well, they can lose it up to two years. And, yeah. Oh, my God, two yeah. years. And it, it could be nature's way of making a woman more maternal and, you know, keeping her eye on her baby. Um, but I, I, I can't mm. tell you how many com- women come in and say, I just have absolutely no interest in sex at all. And which really? I feel very, very sad for their husbands because uh, it's a really tough time for them. And I mean, they mm. love their babies, they love their wives, but they're usually young guys that, you know, have got lots of testosterone and and would, you know, obviously like to have they they want want to have sex with their yeah. wives. And, and yeah. so what I say to the women is that um, – that it's really nice to – I talk about nurturing sex, that whether they like it or yeah. not, that it's nice if they show their partners that they love them and nurture them and look after them sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone wants to feel yes. nurtured. And, yeah. and so um, if their DHEAs don't come natu- back naturally within the two-year period, I tell them they, they need to go to an integrative doctor and get their bloods tested because doctors – because yeah. the general practitioner doesn't do it and because the DHEA, DHEA is not on the FDA list, if you go to a doctor yeah. who believes in holistic medicine, they can t- blood test you and find if your DHEAs are very, very low, they can actually prescribe it through your compounding pharmacy. Um, and also mm. getting back into doing uh, sport, health, like go back to the gym, yeah. running, walking, all of that, all of yeah. that can help the DHAs come back into line. So that's how women can yeah. get their their libido back. But I'll, I'll, I want to talk about another thing too is that yeah, I've mm-hmm. spoken to you, I think, on our podcast about the importance of physical touching and how babies yeah. need to be touched. You know, if they're not held or touched, babies yeah. actually can die. They've, they've done research with monkeys in the past yeah yeah oh, it is sad. very very sad they can't do it anymore but they did so yeah the thing is that we call this need to be touched stimulus hunger and and, mm. and it's it's been very widely researched so does everyone feel that well Kids that grow up in households where mums and dad aren't very affectionate and they don't get a lot of touching, don't miss it as much as kids that grow up that get a lot of touch. And so they need that touch when they're adults. Quite often you might hear an adult say, God, I'm craving for a massage. And it's not... Yeah, sometimes I just really need a hug. That's exactly what it is. It's the body needs to be held and hugged. So when somebody... It's probably why I hug all my friends. They're so bloody sick I know. of me trying to touch. Yeah, because I remember you. Remember you are our first grandchild, so everybody, <laughs> your feet didn't touch the ground for the first three years of your life. <laughs> so you're very needy, Liv. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, the um, the need to be touched is there, and yeah. So what happens to women who are breastfeeding their babies? And they might, a lot of them are breastfeeding and at the same time they might even have a little two-year-old running around at the same time. Yeah. So the, the woman, is her her body is being touched all day long by her baby and mm. the, also picking up a two-year-old and feeding it and 
her body yeah. is literally being touched 24-7 by her kids. So the last yeah. thing that she wants when her partner comes home is to be touched physically. And a lot of, a lot mm. of uh, males don't understand this, but it's never explained to them. And I, I'm very yeah. much... Very much a believer in knowledge is power. I wish they would talk Mm. about this in prenatal classes for guys and their gals. Um, And then they would understand that for a short while, the last thing a woman needs is to be, you know, touched and hugged when she really doesn't feel like it. But it it, it does come back. And um, I actually, I've got a question as always. What about do you is this like decrease in is it DHAs? Is that purely like change like a due to physical changes or do same sex couples experience this as well when adopting a baby or having a surrogate or things like that? Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, it, a, the if if two gay men adopt a baby they're not mm. going to feel it of course they, they have, well i don't know i don't know maybe no, if they could they maybe no, that's it's, something that's it's, attributed it's, to the baby no, it's i don't know attributed to the hormones physical the physical hormones going through pregnancy. um and and with two um gay women um that if one gives birth to the baby of course she's going to go through exactly the same feelings it. that yeah. a heterosexual woman will go through yes yes right so what about over our life stages, both men and women, do our states of arousal and our libido change as we get older? Yes. So, you know, for, I think men and women, women, as we know, are different, even though they're trying to morph us into believing that um, we are the same people. Um, but basically, uh, if we talk about sex changes over, over mm. time, so, like, in yeah. our 20s, we're probably at the height of uh, uh, like a, like a sexual, sexual peak. peak. Only that – Is that both men and women? Yes. I thought yes. men I, – I thought it was different, like women peak sexually no. at 30. Maybe no, this no, is no, you're right. No, we're, we're, just to be excited no. about being no. 30. Men and women are both very sexual in their 20s. Men are more so. Men are at their sexual peak from 18 to 25. Women are at their yeah. sexual peak from 35 to about late 40s. Oh, yes. the best is best yet to is come. I'm very yet to come. But what, happen- what <laughs> happens to women in their 20s is that uh, the birth control pill can change the nature of the person and, and not everybody yeah. is a 10 out of 10 in their interest in sex when they're taking that birth control pill. And yeah. also, so it just changes. It changes as you get older, and it changes depending on what's happening. Yes, in your life. and also, we're girls who have grown up and have been victims of sexual abuse, religious reasons, mm. asexual. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now seeing a lot of males with very low interest in sex. I have no idea why that's yeah. happening, Olivia, but there seems to. I don't know whether guy. I, I I have my own theory. There's no research on it, but my own theory is that what I think men are feeling very emasculated today. Uh, I think mm. that particularly white men in Australia that I see in my room are emasculated because of a lot of media hype against the white Australian male. Uh, and where that where their place is in society today, and like 
Is that is it a bit harsh of me to say that they should just get over no, it? I, I actually think the media should get over putting men down, to be quite honest with you. I don't yes, know. I, do. I don't know. Yeah, so we can have an argument about this, but I, yes, <laughs> I'm I'm very much on the side of males. I'm not about putting men yeah. I'm not about putting mm. men down, but about equalizing things and making but, it. But men do want to equalize, but they're actually Do they? Yes. But Not they go all. to a point, they get to a point where they actually are confused as to where they stand in society today yeah. and how they should relate to women. They, they really don't yeah. know what's right and what's wrong. They, I don't know if no, they don't. They don't. And mm. I, so there has to be a reason why I'm seeing so, mm. ma- so many men now that have uh, a low interest in sex. There has to be a reason for it. Actually, when it must, well, maybe we can look into that. Into yes. another. Oh, okay, in so another let me episode, go to women but... in the thirties. So a lot okay. of women start to come of age in their thirties sexually. They're more confident in themselves. They've, they, but mm-hmm. they, but they they can also have a decrease. They, they their uh, interest in sex can take a nosedive because round in their thirties now, women are building careers. They're getting married and mm. having babies. Um, raising yeah. a family, so when all that happens, they take a nosedive in their sex drive. Yeah, really? in their forties, mm. women have hormonal mm-hmm. changes that women are go through what we call perimenopause, and that's a, right. a five to ten year stretch before menopause, and so the ovaries stop producing estrogen, and all the above can affect the sex drive in their mood swings. Um, even yeah. their vaginal tissues become dry, so they need lubrication. So things can slow down. Yeah. But the good God chicks have it do. rough. But, at, but the 40s can be the, an extension of the 30s when women feel very, very sexually liberated. Um, yeah. yeah. I see that and, for sure. Um, they, they feel very confident that it's a time mm. of exploration and confidence. The kids, yep, kids love are older that. and independent. Their careers are established. Mm. Um, no more mm. birth control worries. And so the best <laughs> the best orgasms happen at this stage of their lives, believe it or not. Oh, yes. you've given me something to look yes, forward to. absolutely. <laughs> yes. And mm. actually speaking, okay, well, speaking yeah. of orgasms, I want to ask something about masturbating, my okay. favourite topic, because I think it's really important yeah. that we – Talk about this. Firstly, mm. is it so? As people, obviously, women, um, their arousal increases and their libido as they get older. Just like for my mm. reference, is it possible for someone to masturbate too much? Yes. Well, okay. let me let me go back. There is a, <laughs> there's something between normal masturbation. And ab and abnormal yeah. and abnormal to it it moves into on the spectrum of sex addiction. So how much is too much? Well, when when I I have men come in and tell me that they're masturbating five to ten times a day, and rushing into mm. the bathroom um, instead of having a smoko and watching porn in the toilet at work and masturbating at the same time, <laughs> that's sex. I feel like everyone's done it. They might have done it (laughs) once a day, but they're not doing it ten times a day. And and of course, it's become sex addiction at that point. 
Yeah. So, but so what about what about for chicks if they use a vibrator too much and they get DVS? Well, or also dead vagina yeah. syndrome. It's happened to a girlfriend of mine. Well, it's not permanently. It only happens. Are you saying it's happened permanently for her? No, I think it's only it's only a temporary thing. It, it does come back. She's come yeah. again. If, 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 <laughs> if she had to have yes, a break from a vibrator, if you're using uh, a vibrator for too long, any woman it becomes desensitized. But it only takes about ten minutes or so. Stop the vibrator, and then it can you can come back and do it again. But but you can <laughs> you can totally desensitize yourself if you're using it yeah, too no, long. I think it was for a period of time. Well, it's, then I don't know how long she's using it for. Maybe she is using it far too long. Because most nah. pe- most people <laughs> use the vibrator until they have their orgasm, and and if they well, want yeah, to have multiple orgasms, if they are capable of doing it, they'll keep using their mm-hmm. vibrator. But it, when you get to a point where they where your clitoris becomes desensitized, so sensitive, uh, yeah, it actually becomes painful. There's nothing joyous in it. Mm. Agreed. Um, what about when it when like men's sex toys? Mm-hmm. Why are they like? Look, I think we're only just getting around to like normalizing mm. female sex toys. But why is it? Oh, actually, I've got another question. Mm. To remind me, why are men's sex toys so much more taboo than like a female having a vibrator? Like, if a guy pulled out a fleshlight, like they wouldn't talk about it openly. Why do you think that they're so much? And more I'll closed tell you off? why. Women's sex toys are accepted now and in society. It's openly yeah. discussed everywhere. Women can. Women can sit around mm-hmm. tables in bars and 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 you know in any restaurant laugh about their latest sex toy, and also the ways women's sex toys are sold and advertised. They're actually quite pretty things, you know. They're all, all oh all yeah. I recommend the, I recommend my like favorite ones to people yes, all the time. Yeah. My old boss, yeah, everyone. But. You never hear guys standing at the bar talking about their sex toys. Um, because Men never no. talk about it because if you hear a guy talking about his latest sex toy, you're going to think he's either gay or he's labelled a pervert or he can't get himself a woman. And, 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 yeah. Aren't all men perverts to an extent? No. So people are very critical, judgmental and make very rude comments when they hear about men's sex toys. But the reason being... Mm. Like, you know the saying that real men don't cry? Well, um, yeah. real men don't Yeah, like. real men don't need a sex toy um, if they think that the, the, the message that it is given is that they can't get themselves a, a woman, so they have to get themselves a gadget. Yeah. Um, because women's sex toys look cute and, they, mm-hmm. and, and male boys they seem as weird and creepy and because – most men's toys are designed to resemble women's bodies, and and in the yeah. they're in the shape of mouths, vaginas, and butts, and and are designed <laughs> yes, and, and are designed to mimic a woman's anatomy. So, um, mm. when you but so is a, so is a vibrator, so is yeah, a dildo. But but dildos aren't used nearly as much as what they were initially when sex toys came out for women. So, I mean, you remember Sex in the City, Samantha made, I Mm. mean, I think they sold a billion of them around the world because Samantha made such a big deal about the rabbit, which was a big penis with little Mm. rabbit's ears on it. Um, But the the reality is that 70% of women don't have uh, 
orgasms during penetration, they don't need a dildo. Mm. They actually need something that's going to vibrate around the clitoris to be able to create yeah. the orgasm. So most of women's uh, sex toys are related to either the G-spot or or the clitoris where um, yeah. men's um, sex toys really come across as creepy. But can I say this, that I very often yeah. tell men to go and buy a sex toy that's in the shape of a woman's vagina when they're suffering with premature ejaculation. And they need they need mm. people like me to make men feel okay about buying them because I would m- yeah. much rather than practice with a, um, a rubber vagina <laughs> than practice, <laughs> practice yeah. on their female partners uh, um, yeah. to be able to learn how to control their erections. So... Yeah, yeah so I love they're... it. So go out and buy yourself one. Yeah. And if you're too embarrassed, order yes. it online. So I met – I actually want to get your opinion mm. on this. I met this guy a couple of weeks ago and he and I got chatting and he told me that he was – he had made the decision not to masturbate for 30 days. And the reason for doing that was that it would increase like his testosterone levels and he'd feel more energized. And he actually sent me like daily updates on how he was right? feeling. And he was generally feeling more energized but like horny yes. AF. But – overall felt quite good so what are your thoughts on that yeah i think it's i, I think it would be an interesting ex- exercise <laughs> so time to keep us yeah, updated keep me updated but oh let me tell you this that yeah if, if you if you did it for too long you know the expression use it or lose it the reality yeah. is is if you shut down on having sex for too long you lose your interest in it and that happens for both men so- and women so even if he doesn't like masturbate for thirty days, he'll no, lose no, interest in no, it no. completely. At thirty days is nothing. But I'm talking about. I'm talking about. <laughs> I was like, that's so long. No. How can you do that? That's insane. No. I'm talking about men and women who literally shut down and stop having sex uh, over a period of years. That they, mm. they their filing cabinet closes up in their head. And they actually lose interest in sex because they've shut the filing cabinet. But you can get it back. Yeah, yeah. Just meet someone yeah. that arouses you and you'll get it back within five minutes. <laughs> Simple but as that. I, 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 I must start finish talking about arousal and, and how women go through many stages. The interesting thing is that while we women go through, all, you know, having babies, losing our libido, and stress and all the things that happen in our lives that and the hormone things that we all go through, men mm. can have sex till they're ninety if they can get an erection, <laughs> and along oh along God. with they don't go through half the stuff that we go through, and and of course, I'll say. and they've got Viagra. You know what we, we you know what we <laughs> women have? We have no, Lube. we have hope. We're still wait. We're still waiting. <laughs> we're still waiting for someone to invent Viagra for us. I think. <laughs> oh my god! Well, there's a business proposition for someone or an idea. If I've ever heard one. Okay. I have one more question. Go on. no. Ask it. What do you think about a guy? So this is like something that I've come across recently, not personally, but a friend of mine, a guy, has a vibrator that he pulls out whenever he has a chick right. over. So uses multiple chicks. What I do you think? think? It's disgusting. <laughs> I agree. I it's, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. It's like it's like 
using a toothbrush, giving. When know. he said to me, I've got a vibrator mm. for when I have girls over, I almost like yeah. vomited. I was like, are you fucking yeah. serious? Mm. And also what chick would let exactly. him use that on yeah. her? Not Seriously. Fans, oh my God, if anyone it's did. like going to somebody's house and saying, would you like my, to use my toothbrush tonight? Would you use somebody else's toothbrush every time you went somewhere? I wouldn't. I mean, no. not every time. I've done it. I've before, done it like... before too with my husband, but I have. I wouldn't be yes. desperate times. But but the reality <laughs> is, is that um, it, it's actually yeah. uh, it's, like it's how actually, do you know that they've cleaned it properly? Yes, and you don't know whether these people have sexually transmitted diseases. And I think it's disgusting that mm-hmm. this guy does that. Really? Do you think it's a red flag? Yes, I'd want. Yeah, yeah I'd I'd run, you should run for the hill for sure. Yeah. Not my guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's it us for tonight, guys. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode or today's episode whenever you're listening. But um, please take a minute to rate us on Apple Podcasts and leave a little review. We would really appreciate it. And um, please join the podcast Facebook group. It's called Sex With My Grandma Podcast on Facebook. So if you can't find it, just send me a DM and I'll send you a link because for some reason people can't find it. But that's cool. I'm here to help. Um, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Botox Cosmetic, Atabotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.